The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and our preview of the 2020-2021 NBA season. We're going to be doing a Western Conference over-unders. I just finished doing Eastern Conference over-unders with Akshay. So if you want to listen to the Eastern Conference preview, go ahead and check that one out. But we'll do be doing a Western Conference over-unders. And joining me uh, for Western Conference over-unders from San Diego, we got Jay. What up, Jay? How's it going? Yeah, just trying to survive. Uh, a lot of crazy times going on. It's pretty crazy that the NBA season is back so quickly. Seems like it was just yesterday that you're Los Angeles Lakers. And congratulations, by the way. We haven't had you on since then. We're ho- hoisting the 2020 uh, NBA trophy. So, it's, uh, and it seems like yesterday that uh, they just, we just won. And all of a sudden we're, uh, I think, Tuesday, right? Tuesday starts the season. Yeah, less, I mean... Right now, they're less than forty-eight hours away from the start of the season, so it's it's pretty uh, pretty quick on in my opinion. But nonetheless, the show goes on, and we'll I'll definitely watch. I mean, I'm I'm sure you will as well. So yes, sir. All right, so we'll be doing over unders. Just keep in mind, I guess the the biggest change is it's a seventy-two game season, not an eighty-two game season. So these numbers have been reflected to. For that adjustment, so let's start in the Southwest Division of the Western Conference. The first team we're going to start with, the Dallas Mavericks, over under forty two and a half wins. What do you think, Jay? Uh, the Mavericks, I gotta say over, over, over forty two and a half. Okay, so yeah, I mean the the Mavericks uh, obviously finished the seventh seed last last year, uh, last season. They lost in six games to the Clippers in the first round. And Luca and Kristaps Porzingis is a very good foundational building block for them. Uh, obviously, some rumors were that they were going to go out and get Giannis. Those are have now been squashed after he signed the Supermax with Milwaukee uh, to stay in Milwaukee. But yeah, I mean, this is kind of a tough over-under with 42.5, but I probably have to agree with you and go over. Probably like them to win 44, 45 games probably be somewhere between five and six or seven again in the Western Conference. And I like Luca to be a serious MVP candidate this season. And Rick Carlisle as well, one of the more veteran coaches in the league. Uh, they got Josh Richardson. Uh, that was one of the pickups they got. They traded Seth Curry to get him. I think he's a good 3 and D guy. Uh, let's see how, how he kind of reacts. He had a kind of little offseason in Philadelphia last year. And let's see how he reacts to a new culture in Dallas, a new team. And then, obviously, they bring back most of the other guys, Finney Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr., Willie Cauley-Stein, Trey Burke. But the core is built a lot around Luka Doncic and Chris Taps Porzingis for sure. But it's pretty crazy to see, Jay, how they have 
they went literally from Dirk Nowitzki to Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> Love uh, getting those foreign players, man. That's, that's what they do. That's what Mark Cuban does, man. Yeah, but nonetheless, it's it's pretty crazy. Like pretty like pretty much like forty years of they kind of set themselves up with like franchise cornerstones. So we'll see how we'll see how they they fare. It should be definitely an exciting team to watch with Luca doing his thing. We we agree, both agree on the over. We'll move on then to team number two in the Southwest. The Houston Rockets, we got a lot going on there. <laughs> so, over under 35 and a half wins. What do you think, Jay? Uh, man, uh, as it constitutes right now, I got to go under, man. Under. Okay, yeah, I mean, just a lot to unwrap here with the Rockets. Uh, pretty much, uh, I think, four or five teams like that are kind of like mentioned or semi-mentioned in the hardened sweepstakes. And they're pretty much all out east with Brooklyn, Miami, uh, Philadelphia, so and some of those other teams as well. I mean, we'll see. But it's just nuts. I mean, what's your whole take on the whole <laughs> James Harden situation? I mean, he looks out of shape in those preseason games. Uh, he has his jersey retired in a strip club. Uh, he's taking uh-huh. trips to Las Vegas like Dennis Rodman. Uh, they signed, They traded for John Wall. Like I think I joke with you over tra- trade messages or text messages, that they love trading bad contracts for even worse contracts. So what's your whole take on? We'll start with James Harden. What do you think about that whole situation? Honestly, with all the articles coming out, just, just James Harden, just too much power given to him. You got rid of Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, and rumor said he honestly got rid of Russell Westbrook as well, but. Um, it just seems like a guy that just has too much power, just does what he wants, and now you know this is a player's league, and now when he wants out, he wants out. Um, it's a mess in Houston. John Wall, not like you said, man. One contract, one bad contract for another bad contract. Um, they should have just, if it was a strong franchise, they should have just ran it back with Chris Paul, CP3, man. They were right there, a hamstring away. So potentially, I think. Chris Paul was uh, healthy. They would have just won the, the chip, but you know. Yeah, I mean, they they definitely should probably would have beat Cleveland that season. I mean, but it was just unfortunate. That's kind of Chris Paul's like story. Unfortunately, I mean, he gets injured at the the most uh, inopportune times, so, so that's just unfortunate. Yeah. But I I really doubt James Harden finishes the season with Houston. Um, he'll force his way out. Whether he gets to the Nets, which is reported where he wants to go, I I, I don't know. Um, but we'll see. I mean, uh, I don't see them making the playoffs. Uh, James Harden is super out of shape. I mean, just based on the pictures, I mean, you know, going to strip clubs and partying and all that shit, man. But um, at this point, honestly, when I the, the shit you hear from James Harden, do you really want him? Your franchise is the culture, and like he can ball, that's for sure. But if he goes to the Nets with the, uh, you know, intelligent Kyrie Irving, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to happen, man. I mean, with them two there. Uh, yeah, them I, two, and, and Durant is a very big, per- sensitive personality as well. So, uh, like you, you saw, you know, we, we had all three of them play together: Kevin Durant, Westbrook, obviously a young uh, Harden. All very young in their uh, careers, but now in their very late careers, I don't think they would mesh well. Kevin Durant, James Harden, who's super ball dominant. But anyways, that's like here's 
personally, right? As it constitutes right now, uh, I don't see them making the playoffs. And that's just how it is, man. It's a mess in Houston. Okay, so you like the under on Houston. Yeah, under, for sure. Man. I, I don't, you know, they had the window, just like, as you know, in the NBA, it's a small window of opportunity to win the chip. And unfortunately, they just couldn't capitalize on the, the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, they, they did sign DeMarcus Cousins as well. I mean, I don't know how good he's going to play. So Cousins and Wall reunite from their, their college days in Kentucky. And then uh, they did lose Covington, which I think was who was kind of a, a good fit for them. I mean, kind of the, the stretch five type. They played good defense, shot the three ball well. Uh, they still have Eric Gordon, obviously. But I, I just think, yeah, for sure Harden's going to be moved. I agree with you 100% on that. I think the... The relationship has just become too toxic at this point, and then it's just and Daryl Morey probably saw this coming from a mile away, so he he got out of Dodge, went to Philly, and they they I I don't think I still don't think Daryl Morey signed off on that that Westbrook trade last season. I think that was a a, a Tillman Furtado move for sure by the owner. Do you think is the more so the owner or more so James Harden's like hey? Trade the CP. Yeah, I mean, Harden probably definitely has something to do with it, but I, I definitely don't think Maury would sign off on something like that, just given how, how his basketball mind works. I just yeah. don't see him signing off on that type of deal, Chris Paul, or Westbrook for Chris Paul, Chris Paul for Westbrook. So it's just kind of, a, just like you said, a mess. And it's just, uh, and John Wall, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he's played one game with his regular season game with this new his contract that he signed. So, oh my god, I think look, I don't think he's played for like in pro ball for. Yeah, he hasn't played. He hasn't played since December of 2018, I believe. So. Oh my god! Well, one buy, one bad contract for another man. Houston. <laughs> in a nutshell, that's Houston for you in the, the past couple of seasons. For you, man. Yeah. On the table, would you treat Harden? And obviously draft picks and whatnot. Uh, I think I would do it if I was Houston. I think uh, I think at this point between those two, Harden or Simmons and Embiid, excuse me. I think I think I don't think they're willing to let go of Embiid. I think Embiid is kind of like is very like beholden to the the Philly fans are very beholden to Embiid more so than they are to Ben Simmons. So I think. For Philly, I think you're going to lose Ben Simmons anyways at some point to set his free agency or something. And then I think for Houston, I mean, I think just like I said earlier, the, the relationship has just become too toxic to the point where it's, it's, it's time to move on. And it's, it's time to just kind of get whatever you can. You're not, you're not going to get a dollar, dollar to dollar, obviously. So I think exactly. Simmons is, I think, out of all the options there, the closest you're going to get. Simmons obviously still, I think, 23 maybe or something like that. And I know it for sure he has uh, the shooting problems. There's no getting around that. But given that, I think he's uh, an elite all-NBA defender. He's a good uh, playmaker. And then we haven't really seen Simmons kind of as the main guy and then you just surround him with shooters. So I think that's kind of the... The, the model that they have to have, I mean, if he, they are ultimately to trade for him, to trade for Ben Simmons, they got to get Simmons and then just surround him with shooters because I think that's where 
they'll uh, kind of maximize their potential as a team. Yeah, exactly. I agree 100%. If he gets a jump shot, he'll be dangerous, man. But yeah, yeah, he'll be dangerous. Now, but He just needs shooters. He's a playmaker. You know, he has the ball in hand. Yeah. He can drive, but he can't shoot. Playmaker, he can drive. I mean, even given his deficiency shooting, I think he still averages like 17, 18 points a game, given that, so... I mean, if he could improve, like, even, like, slightly improve to the point where he's shooting, like, maybe, like, 20% from the three-point line, I think he could easily get to 22 points a game, so. <laughs> but, well, we'll see how. He'd be how. in the playoffs at the end of the day. He'd be, like, a great regular season player if he get a decent jump shot, but come playoff time, he'd expose him, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I, I'm going to go... Uh, Slightly over on Houston, but I, th- I have them missing the playoffs still. I say 36-37, just because, I mean, I think John Wall, I mean, even though he hasn't played, he has that the torn ACL, and they got him at 42 poor for, like, the next three years or something, so, or four years, something like that, whatever. But it, that is what it is. And then you get whatever you get from Cousins and the rest, but I think they're going to decline defensively. They won't be as oh, good. Yeah. So just a lot of kind of different uh, stuff to juggle and kind of like a, uh, a year towards uh, like mediocrity and then towards rebuilding. I mean, if, if Harden's not happy and not staying there, which I don't think he will, and you don't think he will either. So 36, yeah. 37 wins, but they, they miss out on the playoffs. Yes, sir. All righty. Uh, team number three in the Southwest, the Memphis Grizzlies. Over or under 31 and a half wins? What do you think? Uh, I go under, man. Thirty-one <laughs> half. I, I go under, man. I mean, who do you got? John Morant? And- yeah, John Morant, Brandon Clark. That's their, their Jaron Jackson Jr. That's their kind of building block right now, those young guys. Uh, they don't... Their most veteran guy on the team is probably like Valanchunas or Justice Winslow. But... Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot he's still in the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I don't just miss him playoffs on the bottom man. Uh young team, like you said, John Baraz, their cornerstone and kinda go from there, man. Yeah, I mean not much else to be said. I mean just uh, I like the young core with uh, just exciting from an excitement standpoint watching Dylan Brooks, John Morant and Jaron Jackson Junior and then Brandon Clark. But as far as wins go and then as far as them being a playoff team, definitely not. Uh, young coach and Taylor Jenkins. But uh, I'm going to have to agree on the under, Jay, with you. Uh, I think 28, 27 wins, something like that. And then they're definitely going to be probably 10th, 11th seed. And then uh, back in the lottery again. But <laughs> I don't think much more needs to be said about Memphis. So we'll move on to a more exciting team in, in the Southwest with the, our next team, the New Orleans Pelicans. Over under thirty four and a half. What do you think? Over. I gotta go over, man. I, I love Brandon Ingram. Uh, I'm sad that Lakers had to trade him, but hey, man, we got the chip for it. Yeah, it's a trade worth uh, making. <laughs> exactly, man. Uh, I think Zion is gonna go. I don't agree with the ranking of Zion of the ESPN rankings of top players, but uh, I think he's gonna make it. Where was Zion in that ranking? Was he number fifteen? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Well, or above, but for a guy that played less than thirty games to be above John Moran, who's the rookie of the year, I believe, right? Yeah, that's kind of crazy, man. He was above a lot of people, but like you said, it's I guess based on potential. But 
You know, I love uh, Brandon Ingram. Uh, I think he's... They got a great piece, in my opinion, for Pelicans for the Anthony Davis trade. Uh, I got to go over it, for sure. Yeah, I mean... I think making the playoffs on Yeah, I think, I, I think they're... I'm going to agree with you. I think they're probably 7th or 8th seed. And then just a full year of Zion, hopefully. Uh, knock on wood. <laughs> but... Uh, Hopefully he doesn't have kind of the injuries he had last season. And then they still got, uh, obviously, that, that young core. I mean, it's built around Ingram and uh, Zion. But then Lonzo Ball, I mean, he's not an all-star type point guard, but I, I still kind of like his game somewhat. He improved, like he improved last season to 38% from the threes. Obviously, he was terrible in the bubble. There's no getting around that. And then they did get Bledsoe in the trade for Drew Holiday. They did make a trade for Steven Adams as well, who's a... A very good veteran locker room defensive type guy. So, and then JJ Redick, another good locker room guy, good three and D guy. So, all the pieces are there. They got Stan Van Gundy as the coach now. So they got to start making moves, and I, I think they will. I think they'll they'll get their into the playoffs this season and start heading uh, into the right direction. Hopefully, so I'll agree with you on the over. I'll say thirty eight wins for New Orleans. And we'll agree on that one, and we'll move on to the last team in the Southwest, the San Antonio Spurs. Over under 29 and a half wins. What do you think? Under, man. <laughs> under. I just don't see it. Great franchise, great coach. I don't even know what pickup they had. The market was actually had no option but to opt in his contract. No one's going to give him that type of money. But anyway, under. Yeah, I mean, they got, I mean, not very many big pickups. They're probably, their biggest pickup was probably Tyler Zeller. That's not saying much. And then they have kind of their old guard guys in Aldridge and DeRozan. And then they kind of got, and Gay, Rudy Gay as well. And then they kind of got some of those young guys in there in DeJounta Murray, Yaka Pertle, Lonnie Walker, and Derek White. So, and then Greg Popovich, surprisingly still the coach. Last season, they... Missed the playoffs for the first time since 1997, I believe. So, 22 straight years of <laughs> making the playoffs. So, they've obviously been... I, I always call them the, the New England Patriots of the uh, the NBA. So, yeah. so they've, they've definitely had a great culture, a winning culture. They had five championships in the last 23 seasons. But that's definitely coming an end, to an end for sure. And... I'm going to agree with you uh, on the under. I think 26, 27 wins for them. So before you, uh, you were going to say something. I apologize for interrupting you. Oh, uh, no. I, well, I guess, like you said, like the New England Patriots and just today, man, Patriots, what, first time in, what, 11 years? Yeah, first time you know? since 2008. They uh, officially eliminated from the playoffs. So. End of an error, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that just shows the soul. One player. Where they can really set a franchise back years. Yeah. Imagine if Kawhi was still there. They build around Kawhi, but obviously, you know, yeah, the whole shit going on. He's the Clippers now, but uh, that's just how the NBA works. Our sports works in general, where yeah, uh, one player can really dictate your franchise for the next five plus years. And yeah, and especially in the NBA. Someone. I mean, the, the NBA is a superstar-driven league. I mean, generally the teams you see winning championships are the superstar-type players, and then. I think going back to kind of another point, the player empowerment era that we're seeing, I mean, 
in some of these instances, we're kind of seeing it go too far to the other side, right? I mean, before it was like the players don't really have any control. Now it's kind of swung the, to, the, to the far extreme where we see the James Harden situation and then the Kawhi situation from a few years ago with San Antonio, right? So, oh, I mean, there needs to kind of be a good balance. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that kind of move, moves uh, going forward. But we're seeing, I guess, some good signs of that with a lot of their teams locking up their young kind of cornerstone superstar type guys to Supermax extension. So that's a good sign. But I guess nonetheless, we, we disagree. Well, we agree, excuse me, on the under for San Antonio, under 29 and a half. And I guess if you don't have any more thoughts, Jay, we'll move on to the Northwest Division. Moving on. All right. First team we got in the Northwest Division, the Denver Nuggets, who made uh, some noise in the, the bubble last season. Uh, over, under 44 and a half wins. What do you think, Jay? Over. For sure. Over. They should definitely be within top four at least. I'd be surprised if they're not in the top three. Yeah, I mean, they're most likely going to be in the top three, so I have to go over as well. I think you see natural progression from their two top guys in Jokic and Murray, and then you probably see some sort of leap. You have to, right, from Michael Porter Jr. now that he's going to be the starting small forward there. And then he's probably a a trade chip they can dangle to possibly get Bradley Beal. We'll see how that goes. But... Still, the core foundation there, their coach. Uh, I think uh, they definitely uh, overperform in the bubble for sure. I, I definitely did not see them be- beating the Clippers. I don't think many people did. And they came back from two three-one deficits in the playoffs, and then kind of made that made that leap. And then they still got that core there with Jokic, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, uh, Michael Porter Jr. And I think it's going to serve them well. So I think 46, 40, 46, 47 wins for them and probably a three or four seed in the West. Sounds about right, yeah. If I could put Jr. except next week. I know he has a lot of defensive deficiency last year, but we'll see. Yep. Yeah. All right. Team number two, Minnesota Timberwolves. Over under 29 and a half wins. What do you think, Jay? I say over, man. I, I like them. I, I want to see how Conte uh, Towns and uh, D'Angelo play together. You know, I, they've been trying to link up for a while. So, uh-huh. and D'Angelo is pretty much on every other team since he fucking went in the lead. But um, I like him over. Honestly, maybe possibly get into the playoffs with the eight seed, but kind of maybe battling between eight and nine. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to agree probably. I think they're kind of like in that same range as kind of some of those other teams like uh, Sacramento or or probably Memphis. or so, so kind of somewhere in that ballpark, 8 to 10. And I like the over as well. I think they're a 33-win team this season. But uh, ultimately, I, I don't know. It's going to be tough to see kind of like a playoff run. I mean... Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell should be interesting to see as a kind of a pick and roll duo, and then their young their their first pick in Anthony Edwards. We'll see how he fits into that picture as well, and then Ryan Saunders, their coach, young coach, and then some other kind of young guys, Okogi, Jarrett Culver, Malik Beasley. So a lot of uh, kind of young guys there, and then mixed in some veteran guys, but they should be a fun team for sure. But 
Uh, probably most most likely not a playoff team, but we'll see. So, yeah, I don't think it's only a matter of time before before Colin Anthony Towns request for a trade. Man, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Uh, these people, uh, I think so, man. Give it like two to three years. Two years, I think. Okay, we'll see. But we'll agree on that one, and we'll move on to Oklahoma City, the third team. Over, under 21 and a half. What do you think? Under, man. <laughs> under, rebuild, full build. Hey, I mean, give it to Sam Presti, who had like, you know, three MVPs on this team. Well, not yet, but, you know, future. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's got a ton of draft picks. They're obviously in a rebuild. Um, they're going to be in the lottery once again. Uh, under, for sure. Uh, but, you know, the, the future is potentially bright. Again, all those draft picks and, you know, in the lottery. Yeah, for sure. I, I got to agree on the under. I mean, they, they definitely want to win as few games as possible to kind of enhance the quality of their picks, right? Uh, the picks, their own picks, and then the picks that they're getting as well. So... But uh, obviously, you want to see kind of young guys make a leap. Shai Gilgis Alexander, and then they did kind of pick up a few contracts in Ariza and Al Horford, and then they obviously have some some other guys as well, some other young guys, uh, Lou Dort, he, he, Darius Baisley. But yeah, it's a rebuilding season for sure, and they're I guess the trust the process Midwest or Northwest, you would say. So. Uh, a lot of draft picks. Yeah, they got Al Horford, yeah, yeah. And George Hill, yeah, so. Yeah, but, you know, they're pretty good at getting rid of bad contracts. Yeah, they are. So, I mean, they they took on a bad contract in Horford, I guess, to get draft picks. So, worth because, it, so. Phil, I mean, rebuild, yeah, yeah, I mean, worth it, yeah, for sure. You fight the bullet for that, I mean. The chance of Horford even finishing his career there, I, I doubt it. Yeah, you know, probably not. Horford, uh, he could be a possible like uh, buyout guy, maybe or maybe exactly. not. Yeah, so but we'll see. Exactly. Yeah, or they'll trade him for maybe more picks. We'll see. <laughs> you never know, man. He's pretty good at getting picks, man. Just picks. Yeah, yeah, but Horford, I think, is good for them. Like with the young guy, I think he's he'll be a good locker room presence. Obviously. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it, it he it wasn't a good experiment for him in Philly, but. I think he'll fare better in Oklahoma City as a, a good locker room veteran guy. So, but yeah, but this is an eighteen win team, probably seventeen wins. So, <laughs> lottery. Yeah, lottery for sure. High lottery. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll move on. Team number four in the Northwest, Portland Trailblazers, over or under thirty nine and a half wins. Over. Uh, no doubt. I think they're over. We have a solid team, you know, they're going to be around that, what, seven seed and can bounce the yeah. second round. I don't even know what good pickup they had this year. Uh, their best pickup was probably Robert Covington. Right on. Yeah, so he was probably their best pickup, and then they're going to get Zach Collins back healthy, so I you probably have a starting lineup of Dame, CJ, what, uh, Covington, Zach Collins, and Carmelo Anthony. So I think, or probably, you probably take out Carmelo out of that picture and then put in Nurkic, right? So I think that's a pretty damn good starting five, so. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's decent. I mean, they're not going to do anything at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, but it, it, it keeps them uh, you know, in the mix, I 
guess, or keeps them relevant. Yeah, so I mean, some other guys they got on the bench, Harry Giles, Derek Jones Jr., they, uh, they signed uh, Enos Cantor again. Uh, they still have Anthony Simons and uh, Gary Trent Jr. So. Yeah, props to Dane on this, he's not requesting the trade. Some of these people are extremely loyal. He's one of them, I think. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he and uh, kind of like uh, Westbrook, kind of like, they're kind of like the prideful type guys, kind of like stick it out. Yeah. So. I mean, it's uh, even though I'm all for pair, player empowerment, it's kind of good to see some of those guys still. But, but nonetheless, yeah, uh, this is uh, over for sure on my end as well. I'll agree, and I think uh, there are probably a f somewhere between five or and seven in the West. So I'll say forty-four wins for Portland, probably, and then forty-two for me. Forty-two for you, okay. But yeah, we're both we both agree on the over, so somewhere yeah, between five and seven. But we'll we'll see. Ultimately, yeah, they're probably not anything past second round at best. So exactly, we'll see. But yeah, it should be uh, fun to see how they play. But with that, we'll move on to the next team. We got the Utah Jazz, over under forty one and a half wins. What do you think? I go over forty one and a half. Yeah. yeah. I go over. Maybe around like the 45 ish. Okay, yeah, I mean, Utah, obviously, last season, tough injury to for them with Boyan Bogdanovich missing the bubble. And then they got very close to beating Denver at the end. They were actually up 3 1, and then they. Uh, Mike Conley missed a last second shot that rimmed out <laughs> a, a last second three, and then. They ultimately fell to Denver. I mean, they blew a three-one lead, and then, but obviously Donovan Mitchell made kind of a big leap in that bubble and played really like played his ass off. I mean, played balled out. I mean, made a lot of big plays, but ultimately it didn't get them the series win. But he went toe to toe with Jamal Murray. That was really fun to oh, watch. Yeah. That was really fun to watch, man. And I mean, but I mean, as far as. Uh, Seeding wise, where do you see them in the West? I mean, this season coming forward. Oh man, uh, I'll see you six to eight, six. five maybe tops. Honestly, for Utah. Okay, five tops. Okay, yeah, I mean they're yeah. probably similar to kind of like that Portland range in my opinion. So exactly. I'll agree with you again. I'll say forty-three wins for them. I'll, I'll take. Uh, it, you know, I'm not so sure about that Gobert contract. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, considering that they're gonna have to give something, they're gonna give something for sure to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I, I just don't like nowadays the big man, and he's so limited offensively. Yeah, he's very limited offensively. Yeah, so. Great defense. I think did he win the past two Defensive Player of the Year awards? Awards? No, Giannis won it. Yeah, Giannis won it, but I think the two years before that he won it, right? Or... Yeah, I think so. But even then, the big man is the traditional big man is is kind of irrelevant. Yeah, definitely mostly obsolete. I mean, these types of guys yeah. are just like rebound, block shots, and then kind of just go for lobs, right? Pretty much. <laughs> That's a bad contract, man. Honestly, in my opinion. That's a bad. I would never have done it. Yeah, five-year, two hundred five for Rudy Gobert is a hard one to defend, <laughs> for sure. I mean, 
I think if you look at it, I mean, I think it's the biggest uh, contract for like a center, right? Like a big man in history of NBA. Yeah, I, that's like, probably true. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh my God, it, it's up there with like the Gordon Hayward contract with Tobias Harris contract. <laughs> Those are bad contracts, man. <laughs> giving us that money at this point. Giving that money, just giving us. Yeah, you, you got to fill the cap space somehow, right? <laughs> that, that he's not like worth that money, you know. Yeah, he's definitely not for sure. But hey, man, you talk. But hey, yeah, good for him. So I mean, they they'll have that core. I mean, we'll see. But ultimately, yeah, they're probably at best probably. Like five to seven, so I mean, exactly. oh, forty-three wins, but they're not making any uh, serious noise in the Western Conference, in my opinion. So, likewise, I agree, hundred percent agree. All right, uh, that'll wrap it up for the Northwest Division. We'll now move into the last division of the Western Conference, the Pacific Division. First team we got, the Jay. The division. <laughs> First team we got the Golden State Warriors. Over under thirty eight and a half wins. What do you think? Oh man, uh, thirty eight and a half. Yeah. I, under. Under. I gotta, okay. go I gotta go under, man. I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, kind of a tough one. I mean, you, th- we, they thought they had Clay back, and then he obviously, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, tore his uh, Achilles and his his other leg, the opposite the, from the leg that he uh, tore his ACL on. So that's just unfortunate for him. I wish Clay the best in his recovery. Hopefully, he gets back to playing full time next season. But they did; uh, they were able to uh, kind of uh, remedy that a little bit and trade for Kelly Oubre, make a trade with uh, OKC and get Kelly Oubre. So they got a starting five of obviously Steph Curry, uh, Kelly Oubre, Draymond Green, probably uh, James Wiseman, and. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, I think. So, a uh, decent starting five, but I, I just think defensively they're not as good as they were in their, their dynasty years, that, that five-year dynasty run. So, I think that's going to kind of serve problems. And then, obviously, Draymond Green is 30, kind of on the wrong side of his career, I think, not as good as he used to be. Like uh, Chuck says, he, he, he gets the triple singles. So... <laughs> So, but uh, Steph Curry for sure is going to ball out. Uh, wishing him, uh, I guess, uh, consistent health this season. Uh, but let's see, kind of, uh, I, I don't see it really as the, him as the top guy. And then just kind of the, the construction of this team. Uh, a team that's kind of like, kind of, kind of going to kind of make a noise. I think, I'm going to say slightly over on Golden State, 39 wins. But I think... The, I don't know. I mean, they're probably like eight seed or something. So, but I don't yeah, see I, them. I don't see them as a serious contender. No contender for sure. I mean, they, I think the dynasty is over. Um, yeah. I mean, even if they had play, I wouldn't say they can even compete with Clippers or Lakers. Yeah. Or Denver, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can make the case, but uh, you know, dynasty over in my opinion. Um, they had a great run, just like these franchises have. They have like a very small window to compete. They excelled extremely well. Uh-huh. It, it's over. All the bandwagon fans be you know hopping over to uh, Lakers, as you know. <laughs> All right, yeah. I mean, nonetheless, yeah. Well, we'll move on then to team number two in the Pacific. 
The Los Angeles Clippers over under 47 and a half wins. What do you think? 47 and a half? 47 and a half, yeah. I think over. Over, okay. Yeah, okay. obviously, okay. Clippers, uh, very uh, heartbreaking collapse. <laughs> very bad collapse to their season last, last year. Uh, losing a 3-1 series lead to Denver. Uh, everybody was set for that LA-LA conference final series. And the Clippers uh, did not hold up their bargain. They flagrantly f failed to hold up that end of the bargain. Uh, Kawhi uh, had a meltdown in Game 7. The Clippers had a meltdown overall in all those fourth quarters in Game 5, 6, and 7. And just uh, all, the, all this, the stories you saw come out with the chemistry as well, with the load management. They never really built chemistry or continuity, but that was their own doing because of all that load management stuff. So they have... No one to blame but themselves for that. But some some of their key uh, off-season acquisitions, uh, Nicholas Batum and uh, Serge Ibaka, uh, they did lose Landry Shamit to Brooklyn. So, But they still have, obviously, uh, Paul George. He, he signed the Supermax. Five-year, 228. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Highway robbery, man. Highway <laughs> robbery. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I guess in in a small sense, it's good that they don't have that hanging over them, I guess. But on the other end, you're committing to him for five years. And just considering how bad he played and how in that bubble, that's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of a one you have to wait two, three years on to kind of, or two years on at least to kind of see the final verdict on. But definitely early on, not good signs considering just the recent history of his play and then. Kind of what happened, but nonetheless, yeah. uh, uh, I'll agree with you on the on on the over. So I think they're a forty nine or fifty win team. Hopefully, we can get some more continuity. Paul George has no excuse for the continuity wise. He's not injured anymore. Uh, Kawhi, I think, will probably continue that just because he's been doing that with San Antonio, Toronto last year with the Clippers. But. I think they'll they'll be second or third in the in the West, again, and then ultimately kind of uh, up there. Hopefully this season in the conference finals, we'll see. <laughs> but nonetheless, we'll both agree. Uh, and then if we don't have anything else, we'll we'll move on. J tier Los Angeles Lakers, the defending reigning twenty twenty champions, over under forty eight and a half. What do you think? Over. I think so. As it constitutes right now, staying healthy, over, easy. Yeah, for they got, sure. They got younger. I think so. Yeah, they got uh, they got younger. I think they got more talented. Uh, they got more depth, uh, and then they they're bringing back uh, uh, two of the pro five best players in the league, right? So, yeah, and yeah. and Davis and LeBron. So, but I guess one question kind of lingers: How long can we see? Uh, Mr. LeBron, do this. Uh, <laughs> he's in his uh, 18th uh, season now. <laughs> that's a good question. As you saw in the playoffs, he's he feeling gas. You know, trying to carry his team. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis got to carry it a little. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. Uh, how long he can do it, man? Uh, it's amazing he's doing this long. Honestly, I, for the longest time I hated him. Honestly, but <laughs> obviously with the Lakers, with him on Lakers, like he's roofing, but. It's really amazing his body of work. Uh, like he said, he's built different, man. Uh, you know, he just had longevity. 
LeBron James is, is, is simply amazing. And uh, I mean, as, if he plays as he is right now, I don't see him not repeating. Uh, injuries aside, mm-hmm. uh, obviously some athleticism with Dwight Howard. Um, I think they got better defensively with uh, Marcus Hollow's court. Yeah, but I, that's why IQ. Uh, like I love the uh, Montrezl Hill and the somehow they got you know. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. The second six man of the year was his name. Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder, yeah, yeah. I mean those are great pickups. I mean some people just they just run it back, but you know Rob Palinka, man. Uh, I think he had a great off season. Uh, I love the Lakers move this year. Um, it, as it constitutes right now, at least they help me. I feel you know not repeating. We'll see, man. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's that's why you play the season out. But yeah, definitely going in, uh, they're definitely. I think uh, for sure the favorites to repeat, and I I'm gonna agree on the over. I think they're a 52-53 win team, and then I think LeBron and Davis still gonna play well, and then. Obviously, you look the the past couple seasons, or kind of even going back to twenty twelve with the Lakers, right? The one problem they've always gotten criticized on, right? Opposing point guards have had field days playing against them, right? That's just the kind of the reality of it. I I think the the acquisition of Dennis Schroeder is definitely going to help to remedy that situation. And I think he's young, he's scrappy, and now kind of opposed to kind of some of the other teams he's been on. I mean, he's not really backing up a Trey Young. He's not backing up a Chris Paul, sharing touches with a Shy Gilgis Alexander or something. He's uh, kind of the main focal point at point guard now for the, for the Lakers. Obviously, he's, LeBron is still going to be uh, one of the primary ball handlers for sure. But I think Schroeder comes in as kind of the, as far as like traditional point guards go, right? I think he's kind of their, for sure, their number one option. I mean, there's not really anyone else in my opinion other than him on the team and I think that's kind of a good sign for both him and the Lakers I think he he'll get an expanded role and like I always said that's kind of LeBron's pitch is to free agents and to kind of uh, team uh, players that they trade for you're, you're going to come in you're going to get good quality looks you're going to play big minutes and big games and that's kind of the pitch to kind of uh, top level free agents and then uh, veteran guys as well who are looking to win championships. So the, a good good signing as well in Marcus Gasol and Montrezl Harrell. So just uh, a team that's primed and and ready, and they have good chemistry, a good vibe amongst themselves, like we saw all last season. So I think they're definitely the favorites to repeat. We'll see what happens. But uh, anything else to add on your Lakers? Oh uh, yeah, I think you pretty much hit on the spot. I mean, um, you know, with help the side, I think Lakers should definitely be the favorite. Uh, March. I mean, you gotta watch. So I guess down the line, like when they close games, obviously LeBron Davis, Schroeder. Uh, who are the other two guys? Gasol, Harrell. What do you think, Caruso? Schroeder. I mean, I always love all the guys. Rondo close with the Lakers because they have veteran uh, leadership on the floor. But right now, I guess I would say who would fill the other two spots? 
Uh, I think it's got to be Harold or Gasol, one of those two, right? Okay, so yeah, I, mean, I know if like play five, so... And then the the other spot is just whoever's playing best, right? Kuzma, Wes Matthews, yeah. Caruso. Yeah, they they signed him to an extension. Yeah, I think today three years, forty million. Yeah, so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a, a lot, good depth. Uh, they got younger, so they are definitely are the favorites and should be the favorites to win the, uh, the title again for the second straight season. So, already. Sure. This is one of the best uh, supporting cast he had in his career. I don't see what, I mean, what's another good one he has probably somewhere in Miami? Yeah, I'd probably say. Uh, I mean, this team didn't win the championship, but I, I'd probably say the two best teams he ever played on was the, just like roster-wise, I think, were the 2017 Cavs and the, and the, the 2013 Heat. So Sounds about right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, nonetheless, we'll move on. We'll agree on the Lakers, the over, for the over 48 and a half, and we'll move on to the Phoenix Suns, the fourth team in the Pacific Division. Over under 37 and a half, Jay, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, CP3 is a great pickup. Uh, I think he's going to uh, really help DeAndre Ayton as well. I mean, we've seen throughout CP's uh, career, he kind of uh, basically, basically uplifts and kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, inflates uh, these big man's numbers. Uh, uh, he, back in New Orleans with David West and Tyson Chandler going to the Clippers with DeAndre Jordan and then the Rockets with Clint Capella and then last season with in Oklahoma City with Steven Adams and some of the other guys there. So I think he's going to be a great addition for the young center in DeAndre Ayton and then I think he'll be uh, a good addition as well for, uh, for Devin Booker to kind of take a little bit of the load off of him late in games, late game situations. And then Monty Williams is kind of a good coach there for them. And then uh, a starting five of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikal Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, and Cameron Johnson. Pretty good to me. I, I, I would have to go over as well. I think probably 43 wins, something like that. And probably the same range, as, uh, in my opinion, as uh, Portland and Utah, somewhere between five and seven. Uh, probably the first like three or four teams uh, in some order, um, or Lakers I think number one, Clippers two, uh, Denver three, and then probably four to seven. You can probably say any any, any teams between uh, Dallas, uh, Utah, Portland, and Phoenix, right? So Jay, so. So what do you, what do you see? I mean, like for for them, I mean, any any kind of like semblance uh, of making some serious noise in the West, or you think just the second round team at best? I think I'm getting the best. I don't see them relevant. Uh, I'm getting the big man. Uh, he might just get uh, that. Uh, that big man? Aiton. DeAndre Aiton. Uh, exactly, man. Uh, he's gonna be going to be 
fun to watch, but second round at best, and that's pretty much it. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna do much. You know, just like OKC, second round at best. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would probably agree. 42-43 wins, but nothing further than a second round. So we'll agree, and then we'll move on then to the last team in the Pacific Division, last team in the Western Conference, the Sacramento Kings. Over, under, 27 and a half wins. What do you think? Under. <laughs> under. <laughs> under, for sure. I, I, I'm just, 27 and a half, you said? Yeah, 27 and a half. Under, man. I just don't see it. What they were, uh, based on last year, what, they were 31 wins last year? Yeah, 31 and 41 last year, yeah, so. No, no, man, 72 games uh, season, uh, under. Yeah, so, they, I mean, they played exactly 72 games then last season, right? Like, with 31 yeah, exactly. and 41, so. Under, I heard that Buddy, uh, Buddy Heald is very unhappy there. I know he's a big part of their rotation on yeah, I mean, he, he's the core foundation. Uh, De'Aaron Fox just got that, that Supermax five-year 196, I think. I think uh, Buddy Heald probably thinks he's next in line. I mean, they obviously didn't re-up uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. They let him walk to uh, Atlanta because obviously they have to do something with Buddy and, or one of those second stars, Marvin Bagley or something, right? So, yeah. but... Uh, I mean, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on the over here. I, I, I kind of like uh, the young core of Buddy Hield, Halliburton, and De'Aaron Fox, and then I think they kind of like somewhere between ten and nine, some somewhere, but I, probably thirty-five wins, possibly slight chance in the playoffs. But I, I, I think they're a young, fun, exciting team to watch. But we'll, we'll see. I mean. Ultimately, if they do make the playoffs, they do have some kind of veteran guys in Harrison Barnes, and they did uh, get Hassan Whiteside back. He's coming back to the place where he started his career. So we'll see. And then Kyle Guy, uh, a guy on their team, uh, kind of a 3 and D guy, he has looked good for them in the preseason. We'll see how that carries into the regular season. But I guess not much more needs to be said about the Kings. You you got the under. I'll take the over on them, Th- Thirty. Four wins or something like that, but we'll see. A, a borderline playoff team, slight chance, but we'll see. But nonetheless, that'll wrap it up for the Western Conference over/unders. Uh, now let's do kind of uh, some of our picks for some of these awards, Jay. So for the MVP, who do you, who's your prediction for the MVP for the 2020-2021 NBA season? Oh man, I know the outcome favorite will be like Giannis and Luca. Um, I think LeBron won't get his uh, due credit, but if I have to pick, I'll go Luca, man. Luca Thompson. Luca, okay. Yeah, I mean, Luca, from what I'm seeing uh, on all the odds I'm looking at, I think he's kind of the favorite. But uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to say Anthony Davis. I think I think I, I, I think I said this last year as well. I, th- I said AD, but I think uh, that's kind of the last kind of little thing left in LeBron's career, kind of uh, elevating someone to an MVP type status, and I think that's uh, I think kind of what he's going to do this season. So I, I'm going to go Anthony Davis, and let's hope he stays healthy. And I, I think he's going to kind of take uh, that leap into becoming a alpha type guy for a team, kind of moving into the future. So I think Anthony Davis. But it'd be crazy if LeBron could do it, man. Just like to 
gonna take a guy under his wing and just like catapult him to MVP, you know? Yeah, for like, sure. It all did, man. That's just crazy if it happened. Yeah, for sure. So, next award, uh, what do you think for Rookie of the Year? Rookie up. LaMelo Ball, man. LaMelo Ball. Big baller brand. LaMelo Ball, man. Honestly, I think some highlights of him. Like, no pun intended, he can ball, man. Yeah, he can ball. I, I think my kind of my some of my worries with him is he's still not a consistent shooter, and then he's not as strong as I would like him to be for a 6'8 guy. But other than that, I mean, I like his vision. I like his uh, passing ability, uh, kind of his length. But I, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna go ball for rookie of the year. I'm gonna say, I'll say, I'm gonna say James Wiseman for the Warriors, the the rookie there. So uh, I, I don't, I don't trust Lamelo Ball in his first season, but I, I think he he has the tools to be a good player for sure. Alrighty, next award, uh, and the last one we'll predict for the night. Some of these other awards I think we'll kind of get a feel as the season goes on, but uh, the last award will be Coach of the Year. Jay, what do you think? We were saying for Coach of the Year, what, who's your pick? Um, I'm going to be no, man. I mean... Who's the coach in uh, Pelicans right now? Stan Van Gundy. That's the new coach they hired, yeah. Oh, Stan Van Gundy? <laughs> I'm, well, I don't want to say someone from there, but coaching's so overrated, but shit, man. Um, and I, I go with the, what's that Boston coach. Brad Stevens? Go Brad Stevens, man. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say uh, I'm gonna say Monty Williams of Phoenix. So, so I'll, I'll go with Monty Williams or go with Stan Van Gundy, but Nonetheless, that'll wrap it up for the Western Conference Over-Unders preview. Jay, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all of the NBA matchups coming up and, and the NBA season. Uh, and hope you guys stay safe. Thank you, guys.